Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Raiders got their next quarterback. We'll talk about it next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Heath Cummings. And first big domino of free agency fell on Monday afternoon with the Raiders signing Jimmy Garoppolo to what will probably end up being a a gap contract. You know, he's not going to be the long-term quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, but at least for the next two to three years, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the guy. He's going to be thrown to Devontae Adams. So, Heath, we'll start off here. What is the impact of Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders on Devontae Adams' fantasy value? Well, I think it's going to be different than it was last year for sure. That's the thing that we can know. Garoppolo's been a, a, a low dot type of passer. Really, I mm-hmm. think, better than Derek Carr at those short area throws and hitting guys in good position to pick up Yak, but does not throw the ball down the field. And that was something that Carr really saw his – Average intended air yards per pass attempt go go way up last year, by far the highest over the last five years. Um, we saw that in Devonte Adams' performance. He averaged 15 yards per catch. That was a career high. He also had a 55% catch rate. That was his lowest number since his second year in the NFL. If you look at his 2020 season, he had an 8 out of 8.9. He set a career high at 98 receiving yards per game. I think it will be more of a high volume, less big plays for Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. But it's not a downgrade for me. I, I still think he's a top six-ish wide receiver in full PPR. If it, if it changes anybody's value, I think it's more of an upgrade for the other guys. Yeah, with Devontae Adams in particular, I just I feel like the people who are like freaking out about him and, and dropping his value right now, we kind of did this last year, right? Like He made the move from, Arizona, from Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers to Las Vegas and Derek Carr, and all of a sudden this guy who had been a historically productive wide receiver for the previous three or four seasons, you know, averaging 20, 22 to 24 fantasy points per game. All of a sudden, he was, you know, getting dropped down to like low end wide receiver one territory. And he ended up being just about as good as he had been with Green Bay. Maybe not quite as good, but really elite fantasy wide receiver. And the thing that I come back to with it is just Derek Carr wasn't throwing down the field a ton before Devontae Adams got there. Maybe it was. Devontae Adams was just unlocking something that was always there for Derek Carr. Maybe it was playing in a new offense. I think it's probably just Devontae Adams is really, really good at getting open. He might be the best wide receiver in the NFL at that. He's the kind of guy who quarterbacks love to throw the ball 30% of the time to. That's basically been his entire career since he broke out. I think that's just what he's going to continue to be. I don't really see any reason to move him down as a result of this trade. Jimmy Garoppolo not a great quarterback, but I think he's good enough. But I do agree with you that there could be some benefits for the rest of this offense. Yeah, I and mean, you think of Garoppolo as a short area target guy, and that's where Hunter Renfro that works. That's where Darren Waller works. That's dumping the ball off to the running back like Josh Jacobs. So I think especially Jacobs, when he re-signed or was, got the franchise tag, um, there was a little bit of wonder about, well, how bad is this Raiders offense going to be? Because if it's not going to be bad, and Josh Jacobs is in the role that he was last year, 
then he's a top five running back in a first mm-hmm. round pick. I think for sure. The only, that was the only thing I had him projected at RB three. Um, so at that, he is now a first round pick. I would take him before Adams. And then I think Renfro and Waller will see more consistent targets. I mean, we know what George Kittle's done with Jimmy Garoppolo. He has he is very friendly to the tight end. Um, I, think, I think they'll both have bounce back seasons. I, I think the one of the biggest discussion points at the running back position this offseason is probably going to be two of the guys who were franchise tag, Josh Jacobs versus Saquon Barkley. Josh Jacobs was better last season. It was kind of a a tale of two seasons for Saquon where he started off really hot, kind of slumped, had a couple of big games at the end. Josh Jacobs, much more consistent, outscored him in both points per game and total points. Who would you rather have for 2023 now that we know Josh Jacobs is back in Las Vegas? We know Saquon Barkley's back with in Las Vegas, and we know more or less what the uh, principles in those offenses are going to look like. Obviously, the Giants probably going to add some wide receiver help, but it's Daniel Jones versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, are you taking Saquon or Josh Jacobs? Uh, right now, I will give the edge to Jacobs based on his offense being better. Um, the Giants could do enough to to upgrade their offense where I might it might get closer again. Um, I think like the pure talent edge probably goes slightly to Saquon, but Jacobs is a really really good running back and a year <laughs> younger. I I want to clarify the pure talent edge of like the original Saquon was a lot better than Jacobs, but I think right now it's it's a slight edge in talent. I, I think most people. Would disagree with you on both points. Yep. I think most people would say Saquon Barkley is the better fantasy player for 2023. And I think most people would definitely disagree with you about the talent question. I think that's probably, like you said, closer than most people right. grant. Saquon Barkley may be a more explosive player, but has more of those negative yards or, or one-yard carries. So if he's not the guy he was at the start of his career, and I think we have good reason to think he's not at this point, I think it's pretty close. Yeah, I'll take Josh Jacobs at this point, but you know we'll see, obviously, the Giants not done building their offense. So there's going to be more uh, to come for that. But I think it's a really interesting question. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. But I think uh, I'm going to be in on Josh Jacobs and, and Devontae Adams. I think they're going to be probably a little undervalued heading into this season, less so than they were last year, perhaps. But both guys are going to be good buys. Could be a very common turn if you want to go that way. Um, you could take At the one two, the one two, those two guys. Yeah, that could be pretty be fun. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be here tomorrow with Emery Hunt. We're going to be talking about some of the tight end rookies for the 2023 draft class. We'll have more on the free agency process throughout the week. We'll see you then.